Welcome Cat Fam and friends of the purple and white to a very special ROTC themed edition of Forward Capital Crusaders. I'm Ryan Gasser. In episode four, we open the podcast with a check-in on the Capital Baseball program with head coach Ryan Grice. The label student athlete is nice, but we know a couple who have an extra term attached to their title. We begin our ROTC theme and get to know what it is like to be a student athlete cadet with football's Wyatt Long and Emily Cooper of Cat Volleyball. After a quick timeout, we jump into our alumni spotlight and go overseas, well, virtually, to talk with Capitol Softball alum and U.S. Army Second Lieutenant Chevy Hazlett, where she will tell us how the Capitol ROTC program prepared her for life and a career, and then we'll go down memory lane for a bit with her. We'll close it out by staying on the diamond with our senior spotlight. We'll spotlight lone senior ROTC cadet Capitol Softball outfielder Morgan Fadel. Ruck up. It's time for episode four of Forward Capital Crusaders. Welcome, Capital fans. We open today's po uh, program with the program and coaches check in. And today we have, going back out to the baseball diamond, head coach Ryan Grice, that's now in his 10th year with Capital University. And Coach, thanks for joining us. And, you know, it, it kind of stinks that we do it this way. Uh, it's not the way that anybody wanted to end a season. But, you know, you did get to begin the season. You went down to Florida and got to preview uh, what some of the team would look like uh, coming into the 2020 season. Just take us back on that trip and, and tell us what you were seeing on, in, amongst your team. Sure. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, interesting season. Uh, you're a full go. Uh, about 13 games in, and then all of a sudden you get the uh, get the plug pulled a little bit. So it was it was definitely that none of us have ever gone through it, obviously. Uh, so it was a very different situation. Uh, but down in Florida, yeah, we started out five and zero. We really hit the. I mean, we were hitting. Gosh, I think through five games we we're hitting about 350, scoring a lot of runs, averaging probably about 10 runs a game. A uh, lot of young pitching, which we knew we were going to be young on the mound. A lot of freshmen, but I also knew we had a, a lineup that could score runs. Uh, we started off hot. Uh, went 5-0, and uh, and then as we went through the week, obviously uh, you get a little tired. We had a lot of games. We, we forced them to play about nine games in, in eight days. So it was, uh, it, was a, it was a tough schedule. It was a good schedule competition-wise, too. So we finished that up at 6-3. and three. Uh, saw, saw a lot of good things. I was very happy with our club. I was happy with the way we were progressing. I was happy with the attitude and the way we were playing. Um, so that was a very positive trip. And then once we get back in, and obviously uh, you start getting into the into the swing of things as far as traveling and doing all that stuff. So, yeah, the Florida trip was a very positive trip for us. Um, again, we got a lot of – I mean, I think we got everybody on the on the field at some point, whether it was the uh, nine varsity games. We also had a one JV game where we were able to get uh, some younger guys, especially younger pitchers, on the field. So we were able to evaluate uh, pretty much every guy because we got them on the field. So that was a good thing about the trip. Well, you said that you guys had been scoring a lot of runs. The bats were certainly working. But I think that one thing that as we watched from back home and saw the stats come in is that the pitching was – we knew it was going to be young, but for as young as they were, they were putting up some really good quality innings and coming through in the clutch. Talk about some of the guys on the mound that really impressed you, especially some of these young guys. Yeah, I think we knew we, knew we had some talent. I mean, we, we just – you just never know until they actually get on the field and, uh, you know, the, the, the baseball start flying past their heads a little bit to how they're going to react. Uh, honestly, the one thing I was impressed more than anything with the young kids is none of them looked overmatched. They've looked calm. They understood. We always call it controlling the pace of the game. 
You know, that's, it's one thing to get up there and, and throw the baseball really hard. It's another thing to, to get up on the mound and be able to control the running game, be able to control what you want to do during the game because they control the pace of everything. And what we require out of young kids and everybody, especially pitching-wise, is a fast pace of play. That's one thing that, that we really harp on with these kids, uh, being able to control the running game, be able to pitch out of a slide step. Uh, a lot of them just aren't used to that coming out of high school. It's a very new thing for them. Um, so that's the one thing with Curtis Clark and Newell and some of these young kids that we're throwing. Uh, the older guys, you expect that because you, you, they understand what you want out of them. But the young guys, you know, those are the guys that we knew we had arm talent. It was just a matter of getting them out there and actually seeing what they what they could do and how they could actually control the game. So, yeah, the young pitchers did a great job. We got some young kids uh, in the field as well. Kennedy, Garrett Kennedy, uh, Logan White were a couple of freshmen that were getting some playing time and a lot of it. So we were actually very happy with our young guys and how they were able to adjust from playing in high school about eight, nine months ago, actually being, you know, in front of some uh, physically talented kids on the level at, uh, at college level. And to open it up to the entire roster, obviously there are some guys that we were really excited that were coming back, guys like Bo Otto, Shane Lyons, and, and that's just to name a few. But if there was one player that you felt was on the right path to having a stellar year, who do you think that would have been? Yeah, there's probably a couple guys, especially offensively. Um, Shane was one of them. You know, he's coming off an all-conference year. Uh, he started out, he was sitting, I think he was just over 400, um, right up there with the lead and in, in RBIs and hits. He's just one of those guys that – you know, you, you want to, we put him in the two hole, you know, analytics tell you the two hole is going to get the most at bats one and two, uh, you know, so Bo and Shane were one and two hitters and they really set the table for everybody. Um, you know, Connor Richardson, who's coming back for an extra year. Um, you know, he's a, he's a presence in the middle of our lineup. Um, you know, so, yeah, so I would say if I had to pick one, I would pick Shane Lyons uh, just for the simple fact that when he takes a good approach at the plate and understands what he wants to do, which he has a very good understanding of, you know, he's pretty good. And he was on his way to being, excuse me, another all-conference year. This is the head coach of the baseball team at Capital University, Brian Grice. And, and I think that we agree with you, and we can't wait to see some of those guys that will be coming back next year uh, for real this time. But talk about some of those seniors that we may not be. Uh, that senior class includes – Alex Stefanelli, Bo Otto, who was a guest on one of our previous shows, Andrew Clant, uh, Shane Lyons, Ben Bethay, and A.J. Albanese. Just can you talk to what makes them special as individuals and as a senior class? Yeah, I think the buy-in, you know, that was the biggest thing. Because you, there were probably three or four of those seniors that quite they wish they would have been, you know, could have gotten more playing time, maybe some more at-bats. Um, but what they did was they bought in. You know, A.J. and Steph and some of those guys, they really bought into to what we were preaching and what we wanted to do. Um, we were playing young guys. I mean, we had our starting lineup and, and we had some older guys in it, but we were also playing some young guys too ahead of those older guys. And, but they were buying in, they understood the process. They understood what we wanted. They understood what we wanted to do. Um, so individually, I think it was more about the buy-in than anything else. Um, you know, there was, I went, and I think I said it, uh, I sent you one of the videos with, with Stefan Alley, a story with Stefan Alley. And, and uh, the thing that I would say about him is, you know, there was a chance one time where I could have got him in for an at-bat or two, and he actually told me that he wanted the young guys to play to get them experience. So that kind of tells you what type of kid uh, Stefan Alley is and, and who he is and what he wants to do. And he understands. You know, he understands what's best for the program. So I think, you know, it's easy to talk about the kids that play because you see them every day and they're out there and they're playing. But it's the kids who don't play 
and the kids that are on the bench helping you with practice and being leaders in practice, those are the kids that really make the engine run a little bit. And we'll certainly uh, miss all of them. And if you haven't already seen it, check back on our website, athletics.capital.edu, for the virtual senior day that the baseball team was given. And you can watch all of the videos for all of our seniors. And one that doesn't get a senior day, but for a good reason, is Connor Richardson. He uh, is elected to come back and exercise that fifth year of eligibility. How important is that to the team heading into 2021? And how excited are you to when you were told that that was happening? Yeah, that's big. That really is. Because we were in danger of losing four of our five top hitters, you know, through graduation or through even just academics, um, you know, as far as, um, you know, a couple guys maybe choosing to, to finish out academic careers uh, just because they have to. So, but as far as Connor goes, I mean, that, that was just a huge part of, of what we do. I told, I think a comment I made to one of my coaches was I didn't see anybody on any team, a better hitter than he was. Uh, he's a presence in the middle of the order. He's a floral hitter. Uh, he's not afraid of the moment, you know, and that's, and that's one thing actually in one of our last games uh, there at Transylvania, he actually hit the tying home run in the eighth inning. Uh, when they hit a three-run home run the inning before. So it kind of tells you his his presence. It tells you he's a guy in the middle of the lineup that, you know, can hit for power anytime he want. And, and like I said, he's just a guy that isn't afraid of the moment and wants to be in that moment. Coach, uh, this has been certainly an interesting year as far as recruiting goes. It's been probably everybody's biggest challenge, especially for spring sports. But uh, talk about what you have been doing, how pleased you are with the guys that maybe have committed so far, and maybe what you're looking forward to doing with the rest of your recruitment time. Yeah, I think the biggest thing right now, I think what my two assistants with Coach Sturgill and Coach Ray, they have created relationships over the past couple of years with these kids that are so outstanding that quite honestly, this didn't really affect us in recruiting. We've gotten four commits uh, since we've actually been off and we've got one, uh, one transfer, uh, commit. Um, so yeah, so it's actually been, these last four weeks have been pretty positive for us. Uh, we're just waiting on a couple kids, uh, to give us an answer, uh, to see kind of what their plans are and what they're going to do. But right now we're sitting at, uh, just around 15 commits, um, and one tra- and we'll get one transfer, possibly two transfers. Uh, we're talking to another one. So, I mean, this looks like a class that's going to be anywhere from 15 to 20 again. Um, and yeah, we like it. We do. We think we got some guys that can come in and help out right away. Uh, some real, I guess, uh, a couple, a couple different areas that were a main objective, uh, for us in recruiting was you're always recruiting shortstops. So bringing in a couple middle infielders, which is good. Catching was a huge priority for us. Um, so we brought in, we got a couple catching commits. Um, and just speaking of Connor Richardson, I've actually, he's talked to me about switching back to be a catcher. So we kind of shored up the catching situation a little bit. Uh, pitching was not a huge priority for us because we brought in 17 freshman pitchers last year, which is a, uh, that's a, a big amount. That's a, that's a large number, but we got about seven or eight commitments that are pitchers, uh, a couple outfielders. We were, we weren't really recruiting too many first basemen. Uh, we are bringing in a couple third basemen. Um, so yeah, so we're, we're actually very pleased with our recruiting class and we're actually very pleased with the last basically month since we've, you know, since this thing started, uh, like I said, we've gotten four or five commits and a couple transfers. So we're pretty pleased with where things are at right now. Well, I'm sure a lot of coaches are probably a little envious of you and, and the success that you've had despite the circumstances around us. This. this is head coach Ryan Grice with the Capital University baseball team. And coach, going back to year one, it, when you look back at that moment and then you kind of evaluate 
everything that's been going on over the course of the 10 years that you've been in capital, what do you think has been the biggest change in coaching, whether it be in the way you do it or, or maybe just the kids that you are coaching today? I think it's a combination of both. I think the, uh, the kids have changed. We know the generation. It's something that we talk a lot about with families. Uh, we talk a lot about with other coaches as far as just our approach. Um, I think that's the biggest thing that we've changed. I mean, sometimes I think with these kids, you got to listen a little bit more. Uh, when I first started, I didn't care what they said. You know, it's one of those things where that's the way I was brought up. That's the way I was coached is you just don't say a whole lot. And you do exactly what your coach tells you, where I think this generation needs to, to know the who, what, where, when, and why. So we try to, um, we've used the analytics a lot to give these kids answers, whether that's, you know, measuring exit velocity off the bat, uh, spin ratio, uh, you know, all the new kind of new analytics that go along with baseball. So that way these kids can get, instant feedback and I think that's the one thing they thrive on is they want to know the minute they do something good or bad they need to have some kind of feedback on it whether that's and what I tell them was you you want feedback and I'm going to give you feedback but that feedback's not always going to be positive I mean we got to identify things that we got to improve on and we got to identify how to improve on them everybody can have a plan but can you execute that plan and I think that's the hard thing for this generation is they always want to know you know that feedback but do they really want to execute the plan to get better in what they do? So that's the one thing that kind of I've kind of taken a different approach on as far as, you know, a little yes, a little less yelling and screaming, um, but a little bit more, uh, you know, feedback and, and analytics and, and some answers for these kids. But I think the thing that, that uh, you can't let scare you is holding these kids up to an expectation. Uh, they got to understand the expectation. And they got to understand the discipline that goes along with those expectations, whether that's in the classroom or whether that's on the baseball field. They have to understand these things and they have to understand that we're going to hold them to a certain standard. And if they can do that, that's great. We're going to get along. We're going to get along good. We're all going to buy in. And that's the one thing we talk about is the buy in and everybody speaking the same language. That's kind of how we approach it with our guys is we all have to be speaking the same language and heading in the right direction if we're going to be successful. And I think that's the one thing that these kids today, at least on this team, they did such a good job of. They bought in. The seniors bought in. Um, you know, there's, there, you can look at things. You know, when you're, when you're on a not very good team, when you're on a bad team, nobody leads. You know, when you're on an okay team or a decent team, it's usually a coaching. The coaching staff is leading. When you're on a great team, the players lead. And they police themselves, buy in, and they understand how to get to where they want to go to. So I think that's, that's what I felt with this, this club more so maybe in the past couple years. Uh, that's why I was so excited to watch them play and so excited to go through this season. Uh, I knew there was going to be some growing pains, uh, but at the same time, uh, you know, they did a great job of just of listening. You know, you got to listen and you got to try to apply what the coaches are telling you, and then that's how you're going to be able to get on the field. So I think to answer your question, I think the biggest thing is just maybe listening a little bit more um, and giving them that, that feedback, whether it's negative or positive, uh, you got to give them that feedback that they want so that way they can make their corrections right along with the corrections that you want to make. And those are all interesting characteristics that you put out there as far as, uh, you know, the kind of athlete that both you're looking for and has changed over the course of time. We we are actually about to begin a, a segment or a theme in the rest of this episode that is ROTC themed. And I think that as I've talked with many a player and many a student athlete that is in the ROTC, that these are things that they probably would agree with you on, that leadership is critical and that listening on both ends is critical and being able 
able to uh, make adjustments on the fly is also critical in getting better. Um, you actually have an ROTC student athlete on your roster, and that's freshman Aaron Olick, who's enrolled in the program. So when you either look at Aaron or you look at others that go through that ROTC program, do you think that there's a, a difference either in the makeup of that that student versus a you know a non ROTC ROTC student or are there qualities that maybe that program brings out that you're looking for? Yeah, uh, yeah. I think any kid that is going to go through the ROTC program, well, one financially, it's a great opportunity for these kids. You know, going to school for basically free, and then uh, yeah, you got a little bit of obligation on the back end of things, but it really sets these kids up for success. Um, you know, going through college and after college, especially financially. So I think in that aspect, it's a, it's a great opportunity, but yeah, it's just like having a great student, you know, those great students or those kids that are in ROTC, they're always organized and they're always going to get better at what they do because they have a drive to them. It's the bad student or the student that really doesn't want to do anything. Those are the kids and maybe they're not going to get as, uh, you know, maybe they're not going to reach their full potential because they don't have the same expectations or they don't have the same drive as a kid that would be in a, a special program like the ROTC or a kid that's a, a you know, a three, nine biology major. That's going to be a pre-med and go to med school. You know, those kids are going to be focused and you know, those kids are going to get better at what they do because they have a drive to them. Well, we could certainly use a, a mix of more of both yeah. of those, I think. But uh, when you look at a, a guy like Aaron Olick, who's on your team, um, and they say, coach, I, I want to do ROTC. What, what is your immediate reaction or, or what is, uh, you know, what's your approach oh, I think it's to outstanding. That? I do. I love it. I mean, well, uh, Coach Sturgill, who is obviously one of our one of our key recruiters and one of our key guys that's on our coaching staff, he's ex-military. You know, so right then and there, you have a familiarity. You have a common interest. Uh, as soon as a young man says that, because I'll be honest with you, a lot of the kids that go through that, they probably have someone in their family, maybe their father, their mother, an uncle that's probably in the military currently or has been in the military and is retired. So, you know, they're coming from a family that's probably been pretty disciplined, probably someone who has, again, has expectations at home that can carry over into being a good student athlete once they get to college. So, you know, I, I think it's one of those things that the minute somebody says that I'm all for it. I really am. Cause, and, and the next thing we're going to do is we're going to hook them up with ROTC and we're going to have conversations with the head of ROTC and we're going to work out a game plan on, okay, what's the best way to go through this when it comes to the expectations of the ROTC and the expectations of the baseball program. But I'll be honest with you. I, we've had no conflict whatsoever. We, they work great with us. They want athletes in their program. Uh, they understand the type of kid that are the student athletes and they like those kids. Um, so they work very, very well with us. Um, I think we can use each other even more, you know, uh, as an athletic department, we can use the ROTC even a little bit more uh, to create that relationship and to get those kids in those programs, um, you know, to help them out again, financially, help them out with uh, discipline, help them out with all the characteristics that are going to make somebody successful when they graduate. And I think that you'll see that with some of the guests that we have up on this upcoming, these upcoming segments of this edition of Forward Capital Crusaders, that that is exactly correct. Uh, stay tuned and listen to more of those segments as we go deeper. And so, Coach Ryan Grice, 10th year at the helm of Capital Baseball, it is time to put you on the hot seat. We got some quick questions for you, but don't worry, they're not going to get too hot for you. I think that you'll handle them just fine. Uh, just leisurely questions, so let's get right into it. Who's your favorite baseball player? Oh, Sandy Alomar Jr. Okay. How about... 
favorite sport. Oh, movie. that's a tough one. I can go with about four or five. I'll go with uh, I'll go Sandlot. Sandlot, and how, well, that also takes care of the favorite baseball <laughs> yeah. movie as well. Then, so, how about one thing that you have done more of since all this extra homeschooling time homeschooling to eight year olds? That, that has is, to be a challenge. Uh, yes. Uh, well, that's a nice way of putting it, and we'll we'll keep it at that. <laughs> <laughs> the show that you have most recently binge watched and the one that's on deck to be binge watched next that's a good one um gosh i've done all of them uh i don't know i don't have an answer for that i'm not gonna lie i don't have an answer for that right now i'd have to go look oh man come on coach you gotta <laughs> how about know who's this? on how about deck the, uh, tiger king how about that <laughs> All right. Well, I just got done with that. I don't think you'll yeah. be disappointed. So, all right. Going back into the team, who is the team Joker? Oh, Steph Malley. How about the player with the most obnoxious laugh? Oh, boy. That's a good one. Um, let's go with uh, let's go with Tate Burks. All right. How about the player with the worst and the player with the best fashion oh, sense? Oh, man. I'm going to go back to I'm going to go back to Stefan Alley for the best fashion sense. He's always got something up his sleeve when he's doing something. He always had, <laughs> he always had a, track, uh, a track uniform under his baseball uniform or something like that. So he was the most amusing. He always, he always liked his hair done, all that good stuff. So I would say he is probably the best. Oh, my God. Oh, the worst, Logan White. He was a freshman this year. Yeah, that'd be Logan White on that one. <laughs> well, he's yeah. got a couple of years to redeem himself. If you weren't going to be a coach, what would be the next oh, dream man, job? Oh, man, that's a mind? good one, too. Dream job? I'll, I'll be honest with you. I love – I work on my house all the time, and I've done a lot of work in my house and, and doing all that. So I think if I wasn't doing this, I would have to be in some kind of uh, – whether it be flipping houses or construction management or something like that. I enjoy that stuff. All right. Well, I got a couple projects. I can mess need, them uh, up, and then I do. can fix them. That's <laughs> basically what I do. So. <laughs> There you go. And last but not least, Coach, the first thing that you're going to do once this stay-at-home order is lifted and we return. Oh, man. First thing I'm going to do, probably take my family out to eat, you know, just to get everybody out and somewhere where we can, you know, go enjoy ourselves a little bit. Maybe take them to to an Indians game. There we go. That's what we'll do. I was really hoping that you were going to Yeah, let's go to the Indians and let's hang out at the ballpark. There we go. All right. You've heard it first from head coach Ryan Grice. He's going to the ballpark once this is all through. We're hoping that we'll see you there. Uh, and until then, uh, we hope that the rest of the recruitment trail is treating you well and that before all is said and done, we'll be talking more cap sports and cap baseball with all of this. So thank you for joining us, coach. And uh, good luck in this right, summer. We'll check back me. in. All right, you've heard from Ryan Grice, 10th year head coach here for Capital Baseball. And stay tuned as we head into our ROTC-themed episodes or segments of this episode of Forward Capital Crusaders. We now enter the second quarter of this edition of Forward Capital Crusaders. And we begin our special theme of this episode, and that is ROTC-themed. And as you may know, there are Capital... Uh, Capital Athletics actually has a very strong partnership with the Capital University Army ROTC program. We're going to explore that relationship first from the student-athlete perspective. So now we welcome into the podcast sophomore Emily Cooper of Capital Volleyball and junior Wyatt Long of Capital Football. So to both of you, uh, you know, to begin with, 
what is going on around us is pretty obvious, and I'm sure it has impacted you as a, a student, but also you as an ROTC cadet. How is the adjustment going for you, and how has it impacted your ROTC regimen? Um, honestly, I think it's been a pretty easy transition. Um, it was a little rocky at first, the first week, but we've kind of moved into it smoothly. Um, the communication has been kept up really well, so there hasn't been any confusion going on. But as far as our regimen, it's just kind of been something that we have to implement on our own. So that's been the challenge. But um, being involved in so much, you kind of have that motivation anyways for that. Yeah, the shift has been uh, pretty well handled by our ROTC program. Uh, the biggest thing for uh, me as a junior is this summer I was supposed to go to uh, what's called advanced camp, which is uh, about 37 days of advanced training at Fort Knox. And right now that's not looking too good. It hasn't been officially canceled yet, but it might be canceled. So that's kind of a big deal for something that as a junior, I might have to deal with. So when they send you home with your coursework, obviously we're all learning online learning, um, but from the ROTC perspective, do they give you like, you know, the manual to say these are the things that you should be doing or are there, you know, is there also an online learning component in the ROTC program right now? Yeah, for us as sophomores, um, we still meet on Zoom every Tuesday and Thursday, just like we normally would for an in like face to face lecture. So really, um, that aspect hasn't changed. Um, we still have normal class time and still get sent our assignments. It's just obviously all online now. But other than that, nothing has really changed from the sophomore perspective. Yeah, uh, from our classes, it's the same way. Uh, everything's online still i mean instead of just handing our work in we're just submitting it online but we still have all of our manuals and uh stuff to go through and it's all online already so that was an easy transition now do you still have to wake up and be ready at 05 or 0600 or is this uh you know do you get to sleep in a little bit uh, <laughs> yeah we get to sleep in now <laughs> because we can't conduct any pt so that's been pretty nice uh, well, I'm sure that they probably now have they figured out online yelling yet, or is that still something? <laughs> <laughs> no, at least we haven't. <laughs> no, no yelling. <laughs> now, now for both of you, I mean, you're you're kind of you know you're only a year apart, but it almost seems like you're taking different paths at this point. Um, you know, when you started your path, did you know that you were going to be an ROTC before you came to Capital? How'd you go about getting involved? Um, so I actually didn't. Um, I was a transfer student in the spring of my freshman year. So at my other school, they didn't even have ROTC. So honestly, that was not a thought whatsoever. It wasn't going through high school or my first semester of college. And going into Capitol, I was kind of talked into it um, by people here in my hometown. And my brother is going to be very involved in it in the future. So that's kind of how I got roped into it, um, but it was not a thought before I even got to Capitol. Uh, so my family has like a long history of military service and being in the military is something I've always wanted to do. And I thought when I got to college, I was only going to be able to do ROTC or football. And it was a really hard decision for me, and I eventually, I eventually went with football, and I was thinking, well, I only have four more years to play. I could always do something in the military after. And then just on a random summertime visit before my 
freshman year of college, there was an ROTC booth that I walked up to and started asking questions about doing both football and ROTC. And I found out about how uh, multiple students had been doing sports and ROTC throughout the years. And I had no idea that was an option. So I enrolled in the program as soon as I could. And so both of you being fall athletes, your your respective coaches, Coach Hubbard for volleyball, Coach Rogaseski for football, they've both been pretty supportive of this. What was that conversation like? Um, Coach Hubbard was extremely supportive. I think she was more excited about it at first than I was. I was very nervous about all of it because it was so new to me, but she was extremely supportive and basically provided me any resources, even still to this day, that I need. Um, just so I can stay on track with everything. She has definitely kept in touch with everything, but um, she supported me more than anybody with my decisions. So, Yeah, Coach Rogo has been absolutely phenomenal all the uh, the three years that I've been ROTC and playing football. Like even this uh, past summer, I I had to show up late to football camp because I had a – training uh extra training at air assault school in hawaii which was a great experience but uh, i showed up late to football camp and it was like i had to even miss the day it was it wasn't a big deal at all they were more proud of me to have an opportunity to go do some extra training so i mean since the first day they've been absolutely great now wyatt you had said that your family has a long history of military service we'll get into that in a second but for you emily is this something that's new to you and your family or is there also a history there Um, for the most part it's pretty new to my family i don't have a lot of um family members that have served in the military um there's only been a few but they're distant down the line so it's kind of new for all of us and for you, Wyatt, what's the what is the tradition like in your in your world? Well, we're actually kind of all over the place, but it's just military. So my dad was actually in the Navy for 19 years, and then his his two brothers, uh, uh, my uncles, one was in the Navy for about 10 years, and one was in the Marines for about 10 years, and then my grandfather actually served in World War II in the Army. Fantastic. Well, thank you uh, for you and your family service. And, and Emily, we'll get to you and, and what will be your service here later in this interview. As we mentioned, we're sitting down with Emily Cooper of the volleyball team at Capital University, Wyatt Long of the football team, both ROTC cadets. And, and so I guess for both of you, I mentioned that you your days look a little bit different, being that you're about a year apart. But can you take us through what you would consider as a typical day as a cadet? Um, so my typical day, um, I guess from like a fall, um, athlete perspective, um, we have the choice to have our PT. Fleet so that. Springtime, we, I mean, normal PT is at 6 a.m. And then after that, we usually have class immediately following that um, around 7.30. And then from there on, I just go to classes like usual. Um, My schedule is pretty hectic just because of nursing um, and me putting in as much classes as possible now so that I don't have to overload my fall 
but for the most part, I finish around three or four each day and then normally have some sort of practice in the evening. So springtime isn't too crazy, but fall is a little different just with our practice and game schedule. But it's nothing too overwhelming that you just can't handle it. Um, but it is it's busy, but I like busy, so I don't mind it. Yeah, a typical day in the fall isn't too bad. Like uh, like Emily said, they waive our PT so we don't have to wake up at 5 in the morning to go to PT. Instead, I wake up at 5 in the morning and go to football. <laughs> but it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not too bad. Um, I'm personally a morning person, so I like to start out my morning at about 5 o'clock every day. So I'll wake up, usually go to a football workout in the morning. And then I like to keep all of my classes in the first half of the day before noon or one o'clock, best I can, get all of that knocked out and then end up going to practice. And then ROTC really doesn't conflict with football at all in the fall because of that waving the PT. And then in the spring is where it gets really fun for me because I have ROTC workouts twice a week. And then as soon as I finish those workouts in the morning, I go straight to football and go hit my football workout. It's just what I found is the easiest way to do it. And it gets me in great shape, but it really kicks the crap out of you. Well, I think <laughs> that you and my definitions of fun are very, very different than why. <laughs> so, so having said that, I mean, and I don't know who you want to make upset more, your coach or your commanding officers, but what training is worth athletics with respect to your sport or ROTC PT? In my opinion, I find that volleyball is just because our practices are usually longer um, and we try to squeeze as much as we can into our practices. So in my opinion, volleyball is definitely more difficult than um, just because of the time, just because of how much we're doing than PT. Yeah, I'm with uh, Emily on this one. Football workouts are uh, much harder than ROTC workouts. <laughs> uh, ROTC is a lot of running and push-ups and sit-ups, which is you know something I've always been pretty good at. Football is always kind of something new when it comes to lifting or conditioning-wise or a new sprint workout. So I, I'm going with football, yeah. Well, I think your coaches will probably be happy to hear that too. That, <laughs> well, either that or this is a very clever ploy for both of you to not make next year all that more difficult. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so how do you feel that being in the ROTC is a benefit to you as a student athlete? Um, in my opinion, I think it has benefited the, me the most when it comes to time management. Um, I never really struggled with that before but I think with my class schedule continuously getting more difficult through nursing that that was something that I really had to zone in on especially this year um, so time management has definitely been the biggest um, aspect of growth for me just because I had to get used to very very long days even when I didn't want to um, so you just have to kind of playing around everything that you can't change during the day, which was something for me to adjust to for sure. Yeah. Doing a ROTC and playing a sport, the biggest benefit for me is it just keeps me in a constant routine and I'm a big routine person. So when I hit an, uh, a routine, I stay organized. 
I stay doing my stuff. It honestly just helps me uh, remain disciplined in my schoolwork. So, and I know that again, you're you're on different paths. You're at, at different junctures of your uh, periods as a cadet. Um, but what does year two or year three look like, Emily? I'm assuming that you're course is probably a little bit different considering that it runs through the nursing program but yes what what does uh what does the middle part of that uh being in the rotc program what does that encapsulate um for me i don't think it's i mean it's not much different than my freshman year really the only difference is having to work my clinical schedules um that's the biggest part because we do have lab days and especially for me being an upcoming junior, that's going to be kind of like my time to really zone in on leadership um, opportunities. So really it won't be much different. Um, I will still have the same amount of classes really. It's just my clinical schedule that is a little bit more difficult to schedule around, especially with volleyball in the fall. So for a lot of other cadets, it's not as difficult because they don't have to worry about three things. They just worry about classes and ROTC. But with it, with volleyball also being tied in in the fall, um, it does it does make it challenging. So the biggest difference between uh, being a sophomore and a junior or being a two and a three in the ROTC program is the ones and twos. So the first years and second years, they get uh, – taught by threes the juniors on lab days so that was the biggest thing uh, for me that was a huge transition to this year so there was different weeks where I'm in charge of different stuff and teaching different things to the uh, younger cadets and that's what a lot more of what our class focuses on like not just knowing the information but knowing it well enough to be able to teach it to the younger cadets. It sounds like an incredible skill to have, especially for future leadership opportunities. So, uh, excuse me while I have a squirrel moment here, but it just is one of those questions that I wonder when I walk through the Capitol Center in the morning is that, you know, sometimes you guys bring in uh, your training rifles. And I have to know how many <laughs> weird looks do you guys get when you walk in or walk out with those? Oh, several. <laughs> Oh, I, I get I get horribly weird looks. The worst is when I'm holding one of the fake rifles and then a group of my football buddies will walk by and make like finger guns at me and yell yeah. bang, bang and stuff. That's that's <laughs> absolutely the worst. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I figured that there had to have been something there. So at least you've confirmed that we're uh, we're talking here with Emily Cooper, of the Capital Volleyball team and Wyatt Long and the football team, both cadets in the ROTC program at Capital University as we go through our ROTC themed episode of Forward Capital Crusaders. And Emily, I was going through the Twitter machine and I saw some uh, old posts and, it, and I didn't realize this until now, but you've actually committed to serving in the army after graduating from the nursing program. Can you tell me about that arrangement, the scholarship and what made you want to do that? Yeah. So the scholarship that um, I won was the, it's a three-year nursing scholarship. Um, So basically my courses stay the same other than um, the additional ROTC courses that I do have to take. But for the most part, I'm on like a normal track, um, in school. And then after graduation is when I will fulfill that commitment. So because of my scholarship being three years, it's a three to four year commitment. 
um, I will be placed, but I will still be a nurse. Um, it'll just be more of having the title of an army nurse, having those leadership um, opportunities in the working field and being placed somewhere. But I will still be um, working as a nurse, just like I normally would be. And that, does that come with like a, a, a rank out of college that you would take into being commissioned? Yes. Yeah, so when we graduate, we graduate as officers. Fantastic. Now, Wyatt, um, what are you currently studying? And does this run into what you plan on doing with Army ROTC or service afterwards? So uh, I'm currently a criminology major at uh, Capitol. And I also have a three-year scholarship. I was awarded at the start of my sophomore year. So I'm kind of in the same deal Emily is, just not a nursing major. So we'll commission as officers, like Emily said, as a second lieutenants is the rank we start out at. And uh, I'm uh, my criminology major is kind of influenced me a little bit. I've looked at uh, possibly doing military police. But uh, right now, I think my top choice for what I want to do in the Army is uh, aviation. So what that basically is, is flying uh, helicopters in the military. So, and you said that you had actually gone out to Hawaii. Was that part of what made you want to go this route? And, and even just tell me a little bit more about that. I mean, who gets to go to Hawaii and not even <laughs> on vacation? <laughs> so uh, that whole experience was just out of this world crazy. It was easily some of the best days of my life, but also some of the worst days of my life when I was training. <laughs> but so uh, every year we uh, get a certain amount of uh, airborne or air assault slots. So airborne is uh, basically it's parachuting out of an airplane. So that's the cool stuff you get to see in movies. And then air assault is uh, being able to uh, inspect like sling loads. So uh, what a sling load is, is if you're watching like your basic action movie and like a helicopter's flying by and it's like carrying some cargo and drops it, that's a sling load. So basically you have to learn how to inspect those properly and rig those. And then you also learn how, uh, how to repel out of a helicopter while it's uh, flying in the air. So that was, that was some exciting stuff I got to do. And I mean, the backdrop was Hawaii. I mean, I, uh, repelled out of a helicopter hovering at 100 feet in Hawaii, which was absolutely insane. And then I had some free time on the weekends to go visit the island. And I was on Oahu uh, at Schofield Barracks. And it was just absolutely one of the best times of my life. And the Army paid for it. So thank you, taxpayers. <laughs> well, you're very welcome. <laughs> Y'all almost make me want to join the Army ROTC right now, but I don't think I'd make it out of the first level of training. So uh, I'll leave that to you guys. But, you know, there are actually a, a fair amount of capital athletes that are in the program. I think the last count that I was given, there are 11 of you that are in the program. So uh, just, you know, what... What do, you, what do you think the biggest uh, piece of advice that you can give somebody that's considering joining the Army, Army ROTC, whether they're an athlete or a student or even a prospective? Um, in my opinion, I say definitely go for it. Um, there are so many benefits that outweigh what I saw as possible, um, like detrimental factors. There are so many different opportunities that you can get um, through the ROTC alone. 
and having the opportunity to be a part of two different things such as being an athlete and ROTC and them working well together is very rare. Um, Not a lot of schools have that opportunity for you to be very involved in both things um, and them work really well to make your schedule work. So I think there are so many benefits aside from the money, um, but just being involved in that aspect on campus and with a totally different group of people um, that you wouldn't normally be around. I think there are so many different social aspects and physical aspects that um, they each prepare you for that kind of tie hand in hand. So Uh, my advice for anyone even remotely thinking about ROTC is to just give it a try. You can enroll in the class with zero uh, like contract obligated. You can just be in the class and just sit through it. And, you know, you're not contracted to be in the army yet. So you can just see if you like it. And it's never too late. Like we constantly have freshmen and sophomores added. We even had a junior guy this past year sign a contract with the army. So it's never too late to go out there and try it. So that's my advice. If you're thinking about it, just go try it. There's no commitment. You'll love it. I absolutely guarantee it. I I love it. Something I always knew I was going to do. And then it's just, it's just the pros. It just sets you up perfectly in life. Like a lot of people, when they graduate from college, they've got student loans to contend with. They've got to get, you know, two or three years of experience at a job before they can go do what they really want to do. And will commission with a, a high paying job as a second lieutenant, as an officer in the army, well, uh, I personally uh, can't always speak for everyone, but I'll have zero student loans. I have zero student debt, so I'll come out of college with that. And then once I do get out of the Army, I'll have a minimum of four years experience in a specialized field in the Army as an officer. So, I mean, you really can't beat the benefits of how it'll set you up for the rest of your life. Uh, no doubt about that. And anybody out there can appreciate not having student loans to deal with afterwards. So if that is one of those uh, things that uh, are a benefit, Sign me up. But we're so glad that uh, you guys get to enjoy all the benefits of the Capital University Army ROTC. As we mentioned, we are talking with Emily Cooper of the Capital Volleyball Team and White Long of the Capital Football Team, uh, student athletes and ROTC cadets. And so if you are interested in joining them for the ride as far as being a cadet in the ROTC, you can find the website online at capital.edu slash ROTC or you can email joinrotc at capital.edu. And to both of you, thanks for joining us on this ROTC-themed episode of Forward Capital Crusaders, and we hope that you enjoy the rest of your summer and are ready to get back to it here in the fall. Of course. Thank you. Thank you for having us. All right. This has been Wyatt Long of Capital Football and Emily Cooper of Capital Volleyball as we get into halftime of today's podcast. We've reached the halfway point in this edition of Forward Capital Crusaders. Now's your chance to hit pause and head to the locker room if you need a huff. Just don't sub us out. If you're going to do any kind of subbing, make sure that you subscribe to the Forward Capital Crusaders podcast on whichever app you're listening to and turn on your notifications so you never miss an episode. Leave us a comment and a rating while you're at it. Please and thank you. 
It's now time for the second half of action of the Forward Capital Crusaders podcast. Welcome, Cap fans, as we keep on going in this edition of Forward Capital Crusaders. And in our alumni spotlight of this ROTC-themed episode, we had to go way out there to find our guest, but we got her, and that is Capital grad, former softball player, and current Army officer, Chevy Hazlett. So, Lieutenant Hazlett, is that correct? Did I get the ranking right there? That is right, and that was perfect. Second lieutenant is what I am right now. That is amazing. And so, Chevy, um, I, I guess I kind of stole your thunder on describing your rank and position, but go ahead and, and, you know, you are currently across the pond in another continent and country. What can you tell us about, you know, what you're doing or where you are? Um, yeah, just tell us what you can. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'm currently stationed in Poland uh, over here on a rotation, um, and I'm working as a fire support officer. So for anybody that doesn't know anything about the military, it's totally okay. Um, I get to basically use a radio to call in rounds uh, for artillery, field artillery systems. Uh, so that's what I'm training with my soldiers and uh, putting in some hard work over here in Poland. Oh, we certainly appreciate you and your service. Um, so obviously, from our standpoint here at home, we are obviously dealing with the coronavirus pandemic and everything like that. And I got to imagine that what we're encountering here is probably a little bit different than what you are experiencing, not only in Poland, but being in a military base, there have to be, you know, some pretty lofty restrictions to help keep you safe. Just kind of tell us, I mean, are you, are you guys being safe? You know, what, what uh, kind of precautions are you guys taking to make sure everybody's staying healthy? Yeah, absolutely. Ryan, um, anyone that's involved in this training event, this training event, the priority is, uh, overall our safety. So the health and well-being of every soldier, every officer here working um, on this event. So we're doing little things like when we eat in our dining facility, we call it the DFAC. When you go to the DFAC, everybody washes their hands. You're putting on hand sanitizer afterwards. Um, you're not getting a meal served uh, without someone that's washed their hands. Um, and there's just different, a uh, certain number of people that are allowed in the DFAC at a time. So kind of the same idea of social distancing that you guys are doing. So, so I hear from my family and friends back home. Um, but we're just really trying to be safe over here, prevent any, any form of sickness, whether it's the common cold, anything, um, and just trying to be safe over here. Well, it sounds like that uh, you guys are doing it and doing it well, and we appreciate that as well. And uh, we ho we're hoping, you know, since we're talking about things that are similar, uh, you and I were talking a little bit earlier, and I can hear the wind blowing back there. It's very similar to what we have going on here in Ohio right now. And you kind of shared that the weather patterns are actually fairly similar. Talk to us about what you can about Poland. Yes, I feel like it's my home away from home in the weather sense. Yesterday was finally, finally beautiful 70 degrees and sunny i got super sunburnt uh today it snowed so <laughs> pretty windy here uh so if anyone's missing ohio you should travel to poland it's basically the same thing <laughs> <laughs> we wouldn't feel too much out of water there no that's... no absolutely right. we were talking 
We're talking with Chevy Hazlett, the former Caps softball player and graduate, and now a lieutenant in the Army. And uh, she's out in Poland right now. So we got the long-distance connection going. Uh, you know, we're talking about the ROTC program at Capitol. That's been the big theme of this episode of Forward Capital Crusaders. I guess let's go back to the beginning. Um, what got you into the Army ROTC program from the start? So going way back to my childhood dream, um, I grew up in a military family. My dad is still serving in Ohio in the Guard. So I come from a long line of military family, and I knew it was something that deep down in my heart I'd always wanted to do. I was going to end up being a soldier. I just couldn't figure out in what capacity. Um, but I got to Capitol, went through my first year, freshman year, knocked it out, played softball, and then realized that something was really missing. So I uh, looked into the ROTC program, had some pretty good mentors in the program. Uh, that drew me in, got me interested in it, and then here I am three years later uh, in Poland, like we talked about, uh, as a field artillery officer. So you didn't start right from the beginning. You actually took a year to kind of, you know, find your place, and then you jumped in. Yes, yes. Took Didn't join until uh, the, what's that called, fall semester. Okay, so for those that maybe took that first year just to think about it and find their place, uh, does that impact any of the training or anything that you learned? Do you feel like you missed out Did you get caught up pretty quick? Um, I definitely wish that I would have started out with it, but I don't have any regrets at all. I think to join a program like that at Capitol, it's, uh, it's an aggressive program. So you jump right in and you get what you want out of it. So great mentors and some great friends, uh, great guys that I graduated with that, that pushed me to learn and to get caught up in any way that I needed to. So um, it's a program that you can join. At I would encourage people that uh, are thinking about trying to just check it out, give it a shot, and you know, you'll find your home if that's where you're meant to be. Well, now you're in the field and a lot of the things that you're learning are putting into practice. So maybe what is one thing that you feel the Capital Army ROTC program prepared you for the most considering what you're enduring right now? I think it's really uh, probably two things. One, you can't take anything for granted. So, And that's true for most people uh, that are being affected by all of this stuff right now. Um, you gotta, you can't take any moment for granted. So that being said, you really have to work for what you want. So I had to balance school. There wasn't ever a minute I decision or thought that I couldn't. Probably just being able to balance all those things and uh, really just working hard to achieve what you want. And so, Chevy, I mean, you look back at your time at the Capital ROTC program. Uh, what do you feel stands out the most about that program, the people, you know, good, bad, or indifferent? Um, I think you nailed it when you said people, Ryan. Uh, whether it was instructors that I had, the cadets that were uh, now lieutenants that I graduated with, uh, those guys were really my rock. Uh, pushing each other and were able to compete with each other. Um, and now we're all out there being second lieutenants in the Army, uh, in the branch that we chose, doing the exact job that we wanted to do. Uh, and much like the Cap fam, I, it sounds like that it begins with the people, and I'm sure that the people had something to do with your athletic career as well. So let's go to that, Diamond, and just talk about, you know, balancing the student-athlete part of it, and what about Capital Softball was so special for you? I think that, not to repeat myself, but it's really the people. So the two girls that stuck it out with me the whole time, being Chris, 
really just able to go out there and play some softball, which was our dream uh, growing up, and then uh, able to just become great friends and still stay great friends. Um, and then all the girls that were before me and after me, um, just really out there to go play ball together, be competitive. Um, but also, like you said, that cat fam, it's not just about academics for the people you see on campus. It's really true through ROTC and through sports and all that stuff. Do you have a moment in your athletic career that really stood out among the rest? Um, there's, there's just too many memories to count. I think that it all comes from the people and uh, the different games that we played. Um, being able to compete um, in the OAC tournament um, and things like that, just having a competitive team of, of people that all wanted to be there for the same goal, to work hard, and to just go out there and play softball. Well, Chevy, if you can't pick one, allow me to pick one, because the one thing that I remember about you and probably just about Division Three student athletes the most is that day, uh, it was your senior year, you were playing Wilmington with uh, the rest of the team, and you had to play in only parts of both games. Um, you had a class presentation to give, a pretty, uh, pretty important one as well, as I recall, and you came in uh, the game two midway through, you pitched, you got the win, you hit the game-winning home run on a walk-off, and I just felt that that was the epitome of a Division three student-athlete. So talk about um, the balancing act that you had, not just student-athlete, but student-athlete cadet. Yeah, it, and a lot of times, I think looking back, I just ran around uh, like a wild woman. I was trying to do so many things at once, but uh, I wouldn't have traded it. Uh, so that specific game you're talking about, I think I just had an adrenaline rush the entire day, uh, knowing that I was going to play one game, have to leave my team, unfortunately, to go be with my other team. So my group of students for this project that we had put together uh, for Falgren Mortine, we were going to go in and present to Mr. Mortine and the Community Shelter Board, uh, which is who we were working with uh, to try to end, uh, basically setting up a program of a PR campaign for them to end youth homelessness in Columbus. So something that was throughout that semester near and dear to all of our hearts. Um, so it's something I knew I had to leave the game, unfortunately, but went from a quick change in cleats in my uniform to a skirt and heels to go present. And then uh, right back out of that presentation, which uh, my group and I rocked uh, back out to the softball field. I was going to say, you hit a home run in the game. Did you hit a home <laughs> run in the presentation as well? We absolutely did. Just the that we could bring in this, the strong presentation that we could bring uh, to the community shelter board and to Fogger more time. Uh, you can still see some of the things that we help them put into action and action today uh, within their social media and stuff like that. So I think we were able to knock it out. And like you said, hit a home run uh, in both sides of my life that day. Oh, this is Chevy Hazlett, capital grad, softball player, second lieutenant in the United States Army. And Chevy, you know, you are not the only Hazlett to go through the Capital Army ROTC program. While you may be gone, your little brother has actually stepped in and kept the family name going along, your brother Nate, and also a student-athlete cadet. So talk about um, maybe your influence on him or if this was something that was a completely independent dream of his to do and it just kind of coincided well. Yeah, I think I think it's funny thinking about it. I just kind of laugh a little bit. He uh, swore he'd never go to Capitol because, you know, we're, we're very different people. Love him to death. He's my best friend, but uh, very different. But a family where serving our country is an honor for us and something that we feel called. But one year down and uh, three more to go for him. So just excited to see where his career goes uh, and hopefully continues the legacy, which I know he will. And he'll just one up me and everything, which is what I hope for him. 
Chevy, you know, talking, if you were talking to a student's perspective or a current, what would you tell them about joining the ROTC and especially CAP program in particular? So I think that I would tell them that uh, even if you weren't thinking about the Army, it wasn't something you were, you know, thought you were born to do, uh, give it a shot because there's there's so many things that you're going to learn from it. Leadership, there's so many things you're going to learn about yourself. Um, but you also will be so blessed with the cadets that you interact with and the students that you interact with at Capitol um, because everybody's there to support you, um, whether it's through academics, athletics, uh, organizations on campus, um, or that ROTC program. Um, everybody's there to support you and to really help you live your dream, uh, which through the ROTC program, uh, I know a ton of us that are lieutenants now are really out here doing that. Now, we asked a couple of others that are currently in the ROTC program, so we have to ask you the same question. <laughs> what was more challenging, the training that you did for Capital Softball or the training that you did for the ROTC program? Well, I would say they're both challenging in their own way, um, but I think if we're talking physically challenging, probably ROTC. Uh, there were so many days you wake up for PT and they just smoke you. You just get smoked because you're pushing yourself uh, in things like Ranger Challenge. We have a competition like that. Um, so you're really crawling through the mud. You're rucking a bunch of miles. You're running, um, doing rope bridges. So I would say it was a little bit more physical than softball, um, but definitely both challenging. Now, if you had to pick like one either training kind of training objective or something within the program that you would use to sell a potential recruit or cadet, what would that be? Would it be like the laser tag games or is it, uh, you know, certain uh, training regimen that you're just like, yes, this will do it. So I think that uh, how I was talking about Ranger Challenge, I think I would tell him about that. Even though it's something that you, you wake up usually five days a week, you train hard, you sweat, you know, blood, sweat, and tears, the whole thing. Um, but you leave there um, and a better person for it. So I would just encourage them that in the ROTC program, go, go into it knowing that you're going to be challenged and you're going to have to grow. Uh, but it is something that's going to leave you with the best results. Fantastic. So if, uh, if did you get to choose what branch that you were going to serve in or was that kind of part of the assignment that came out of being commissioned? So I knew I was going to be in the Army, so Capital only does Army, um, but I got to select and kind of rank which um, specific branch I wanted to go into. Uh, but field artillery was my top choice, and I am uh, truly blessed to have received <laughs> that opportunity to be a field artillery officer. Well, and it sounds like you're doing great work there, but is there more that you wish to accomplish? Like, what's the what's the goal as far as how far do you want to advance or stay in this area? Yeah, so this this is a funny question. Anytime somebody asks me this, I give a little giggle because I've only I'm coming up on my one year mark in the army uh, this May, so haven't been on a whole lot of time to decide that. Um, but within my career, the biggest things I want to do is whatever team I'm working on, be able to develop that team um, to be as good as we can, to be our best every day. Um, for me, I've seen so many people in my life make the Army a career. If you treat the Army well, the Army treats you well right back. So something I'd like to do, stay in the Army, um, have some fun with the field artillery stuff, and then maybe potentially use my public relations degree um, working for the Army, doing some PR work for them. 
All right. Well, we're going to wrap this up with you, Chevy, here. But I wanted to give you one opportunity. If you uh, had a message that you wanted to send to any capital students, your former teammates, your family, this is your free form right here. If you wanted to send a message to them, the floor is yours. Awesome. Thank you. Um, first of all, just want to say hi. Love you to my parents if they're listening. Uh, just thanks for everything that you did through me uh, for me throughout my career. And also to my little brother, he was a freshman at Capitol this year. So keeping that tradition along um, in athletics, academics, and ROTC because he plays football too. Uh, so I'm going to give four total. I'm sorry if I take all the time. <laughs> but third, just want to thank everybody uh, that I interacted with and was involved with at Capitol, whether it was through ROTC, softball, class, just walking around on campus. Um, it really made me a truly better person going to Capitol and really embracing that Cap fan. Um, and then finally to Morgan, Corey, and Hannah, I know you didn't get the senior season that you wanted, uh, but you guys are going to leave Capitol and uh, go change the world. I truly believe it. So, uh, and just thanks to you, Ryan, for doing this. I know I've took a while to get this scheduled, but uh, very excited that we could, could do this from so far apart. Well, the pleasure is mine. And I also want to thank you for you and your service for all of your colleagues over there and our fellow soldiers. Uh, thank them for us for their service as well. So Chevy Hazlett, this is a, a, a pleasure to be able to talk with you, former softball player, Capitol grad, class of 2019, and also a second lieutenant in the United States Army. Thank you so much for joining us. Please be safe and uh, continue doing the great work that you're doing out there. Awesome. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks, you guys, for all your support. All right. We're going to wrap it up here on our edition of Forward Capital Crusaders. Be sure to stick around for the preview of next week's edition. We continue our ROTC-themed episode of Forward Capital Crusaders, and we enter our senior spotlight. We head back to the softball diamond, and we're welcoming in outfielder from Broadview Heights, Ohio, Morgan Fadel, who is also a four-year member of the ROTC program at Capital University and the only senior capital student athlete in the ROTC program. So, Morgan, first, uh, thank you for joining us, and, and I know that this is got to be an incredible time of adjustment, not just with school and sports being canceled, but it, I'm sure that this has had an impact on your ROTC training and education. So how's the adjustment going for you and how has it impacted you? Yeah, thanks for having me, Ryan. Um, I would say the biggest thing is ROTC is a lot of face-to-face -face and it's a lot of interacting with one another. So not being able to have that has kind of been um, slightly difficult for us when it comes to training purposes. Um, when it comes to workouts, we actually sent out a semester-long PT plan for the cadets that they can do at home um, or simply by just going outside and running. So it involves no gym equipment, so they're stay, still able to stay fit. Um, but when it comes to actual training, I would say it's been slightly more difficult. We're still um, flipping different orders, and they're still doing paperwork kind of style training. But other than that, it's kind of difficult to physically go out there and run a mission because we can't be out, we can't really be within six feet of each other and we can't uh, be in large groups. Um, so that part has kind of been lost, but we're still trying to pick up as much training value through other things as possible. So. Well, on the upside, I mean, I'm sure that it probably takes out the ability to be yelled at or have they found a way to do that too? Um, I mean, we still have zoom meetings. So if they ever want to yell, they can just hop on that, but no, uh, th they've been pretty understanding for a lot of it. So it's been good. 
just kidding. Just, I'm not sure where to begin with you because we can go in so many uh, different directions. Um, But let's, I guess, go from the beginning and stick with sports for now. When did softball enter your enter your life? Um, So I actually have a picture when I was in a diaper, and I'm pretty sure I have a glove on in it. So softball and baseball have been around for as long as I can remember. Um, Both my parents played when they were growing up, and it was just something that. Uh, they kind of just threw me into, not really knowing if I would enjoy it or not. Um, I know they did the same thing with my brother, and he quit after as soon as he could. So, with me, it just kind of it kind of stuck around and um, went went through like the normal motion of t-ball into coach pitch. And when I was about eight years old, I actually um, started travel ball. So I played with twelve-year-olds when I was eight, and kind of um, got thrown into it all. My parents were terrified because I was. Like a little bobblehead on second base. Um, if anyone knows me, I'm not the tallest girl. So even when I was eight years old, I was even smaller. So um, they kind of just went with it. And then um, in about eighth grade, I realized that this was this was definitely something I wanted to con- continue in college. So, um, yeah, but softball has been around my entire life. Well, we're going to have to get our hands on that uh, diaper. Love <laughs> it's actually, if you look at the softball uh, – at the Capital Softball Instagram page. I believe it's on there, actually. There you go. At Cap U Softball, in <laughs> case you were wondering, everyone. <laughs> so, I mean, you're an athletic person. Obviously, multi-sport athletes are not uncommon growing up. So what mm. other sports did you play as you were growing up? Um, I played basketball, but it was more of just like backyard basketball with my brothers. Um, and I played volleyball in middle school for a year. Um but again, I'm short, so <laughs> personally, it didn't go very far. Um, I really enjoyed volleyball, actually. So we actually we play sand volleyball still here at Capitol sometimes. But uh, I hit eighth grade, and and like I said, I kind of realized that softball is my main priority. So I kind of went more that direction than doing the two sport athlete thing. And so you have played outfield here at Capitol over the course of your time. So is that where you kind of felt yourself excelling or were there other positions that you played and really wanted to harp on? Uh, How did that all play out? Yeah. So I actually came in as a shortstop. Um, I've been a shortstop my entire life. Uh, There was only one year in high school that I played outfield as well. And it's because I was, I was a sophomore and the the shortstop at the time was a senior. Um, And so I came to Capitol as a shortstop. And if anyone knows Pam Vickers, she was our starting shortstop who was phenomenal athlete. Uh, and I, I looked at the two of us and I was like, you know, I think, I think she has me beat out. So I tried to find a position anywhere else and that happened to be outfield. Um, and then once Pam graduated, coach actually pulled me aside and said, do you want to compete for an infield spot or do you want to keep competing for that outfield? And I made the decision to actually stay in outfield. Um, I fell in love with the grass again, um, which sounds a little weird because it's normally the dirt, but. Um, I really did love it out there, so I I chose to just remain out there throughout my college career. Now, kind of switching gears a little bit, and, and again, this is Morgan Fatal, the Capital Softball team, in our senior spotlight ROTC-themed episode. Um, <laughs> switching over now, military service. You're a member of the ROTC. Typically, well, I'm sure it's not uncommon to find families that have military service tradition uh, ship their kids off and, and have an interest in ROTC. But you said that that was not necessarily the case for you. Tell us about, um, you know, military service in your family and how you got interested in ROTC. Yeah. So uh, my stepdad, he was a Marine uh, from when he was 18 to his early twenties, I believe. 
Um, but I never, he was never a part of my life while he was a Marine. So it was never something that he really like drilled into our brains or anything like that. He really, he rarely actually brought it up. Um, so when it came to military service, I didn't really know much about it. I, some of my step siblings, uh, were in the air force. We had one in the army, but again, they were much older than me and didn't really talk to them much about it. So it was never something that, um, I really was brought up thinking that I needed to do. Um, so, yeah, so when I finally joined and when I finally made the phone call to my mom, it was definitely a, a huge, huge shock and a huge change for my family because they had never really experienced or had to deal with someone in the military. So so this was not something that you had planned on doing, going to school, but something that you kind of got yourself into. How did that happen? Um, it was actually Siobhan Hazlett. <laughs> um, <laughs> So I had thought about it prior to college, but I always had thought softball was my path through college. And so I kind of just took that route. And then when I got here, they said that one of our girls was in ROTC and I turned around and of course, out of all people, Siobhan Hazlett sitting behind me. Um, and so I talked to her more and could never stop thinking about it. And so she hooked me up with uh, the recruiter here and the rest is history. I, I joined freshman year and that's how it went. <laughs> Well, it certainly seems like it's had an impact on your life. So I guess first take us through like what a typical day is for a cadet. And I'm sure that it's a little bit different for a first year than a fourth year. But if there's a middle ground, take us through a typical day. Yeah. So um, on Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, we have PT in the morning. Um, so I'll take you through our typical Thursday because that's when we have like lab and stuff. So you wake up in the morning. We have PT at 06 to 07, um, which, depending on who's leading it, can be anything from a run to a ruck to a circuit workout, just kind of whatever they're feeling for that day and whatever we planned for that day. Um, and then you kind of just go through your day. So you have classes, you go home, eat breakfast, whatever, go to the dining hall. Um, and then we have, depending on your class, like your MS level, so you're either you're one, two, three, or four, so freshman through senior. Um, some of them have classes on Thursdays, so you'll go to your military science class, um, which, like I said, is just tip is like a typical algebra class or a history class, whatever. You just show up, uh, but you learn about military science. Um, and then we have lab, which is where we learn all of our tactical stuff. So at that point, that's when all of our military science levels get together, um, and we run through missions, or we talk about the way that the army set up, the way that it runs, different things like that. Um, and that's usually my favorite part of Thursdays because that's when you actually get to see our program run to its fullest. Uh, you get to see all the different leadership echelons working together and um, actually finally flowing and, and making a mission run properly. It, it's, it's a really cool thing to watch. So, um, and after that, you kind of, you get to go home, you get to relax or you get to go to another college class after that but that's that's probably our busiest day is thursdays or in your class you get to go right back to the diamond and get back to work <laughs> exactly or or you or like me you uh change out of your army uniform and head into softball pants and, and hit the dirt <laughs> yeah well i tell you um 06 and 07 that that's not my normal time frame it takes a very special person to be able to get up that early consistently so yeah um, sometimes we ask them to get up even earlier. So they're, troop <laughs> well, they're, they're troopers. Well, considering all of that with physical and time demands, what's worse, training for athletics or training in the ROTC program? And and I realize worse is a really relative term, but what's worse, <laughs> I guess? Um, 
I would say kind of both. I would say like mentally when it comes to some of the training that we have to do in ROTC, that's definitely hard. Like when they, when they tell you to strap on your boots and, and put on a, a 35 pound ruck and go ruck for 12 miles, like that's a very mentally difficult thing to do. I wouldn't say it's as physically tough, which sounds kind of crazy, but I would say physically doing that isn't as bad. It's more of your mental state. Um, I would say softball, it's obviously, um, it's difficult waking up in the mornings and doing the same thing over and over. And I mean, the repetitions that you have to do in softball, um, that can get demanding at times, um, doing the sprints, doing the, the, the lifting workouts. So honestly, it's kind of depends on the day with me. Um, it could honestly go either way. I would say for the most part, probably army, but that definitely doesn't take away from from some of the softball training that we do as well. <laughs> and I know that you're not allowed to respond in this way, but what's the activity that when they say you're about to do it, you like let out the biggest internal groan, like, <laughs> um, probably runs. I am not, <laughs> I am not a huge runner. So there have been times when they're like, all right, here's your six mile path. And you're like, Oh <laughs> man, that's going <laughs> to, it's going to be rough. So you, you find a, you find a good running buddy and you just kind of, you just take off and you just start. <laughs> well, it makes 60 foot base paths seem not so bad, huh? Very short. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, this is Morgan Fatal, senior on the Capitol softball team and a member of the ROTC program and our senior spotlight on forward Capitol Crusaders. Uh, Morgan, how do you feel being a member of the ROTC program is a benefit as it relates to your school and being a student athlete? Yeah, so I, I would say that anyone that's in the military will obviously say discipline. Um, it definitely teaches you. I mean, your uniform has to be a certain way. Your bed has to be made a certain way. Um, there's definitely a discipline level. But I would say ROTC-wise, it hasn't been as strict as some military experiences would say that theirs were. Like, if you talk to a West Point cadet, it's definitely going to be different than mine. Um, but when it comes to leadership, they teach you everything you need to know to be successful. Um, leadership has always been a big thing for me in sports. Um, so when I went into ROTC, it was very natural for me, I would say. Um, but our classes are about being an army leader, being an army officer, and how officers are different than than the rest. They they lead in a different way. They are, they are trained mentally in a different way to lead. Um, so I would say with that, they just teach you all around how to lead. Um, and even if you don't stay in the military very long, that's something you're going to need in your everyday career, um, just in a civilian life too. So I would say everything that we've learned honestly does translate to the real world, which has been amazing. Well, and speaking of the real world, uh, we're curious, what are you studying and what is next for you after graduation? Yeah, so I'm a financial economics major with a minor in military science. Um, and when I graduate, I actually... I commissioned into the army. That's part how the ROTC program works. And I have, um, and I will be a finance officer. Um, they, I, I was able to, um, lock that spot in as a, as a finance officer. It's if, if you know about our program, the way that they do branching is kind of different when it comes to, uh, where they put you. Um, we put our preferences and they, and they look at our preferences and they say, well, this is where we need you. Um, and I was, I was able to get a finance slot. So, when I graduate, I will become a finance officer for the Army. Sounds good. Now, I know that it might differ between programs, um, but enlighten us. 
you know, what is the military obligation when you go through the ROTC program? Is there an obligation? And I know that you are choosing that path, but is that necessarily the path for everyone? Um, no, it's it's not a path for everyone. I've seen a lot of people come in and, and quickly come out. But if you do make it through and you sign that contract, it's your obligations for however long your contract is. So mine, I signed a three year, I signed a three year scholarship. Um, so my obligation right off the bat was three years if I went active duty. Um, if I went reserves or National Guard, which is more of a part time thing, it would have been six years. Oh, wow. So it kind of just depends on which route you take. So me going active duty, it would have been three. Um, but because of my branching and because of different things that I filed for, I actually have a six year obligation now for active duty because I put in it's something called an ADSO, which is an ad of service. And my ad of service was saying, if you give me finance, I'll give you three more years. So my obligation right off the bat is now six. Um, so that's slightly different than what a lot of people will face. Um, but the average cadet, I would say three to four years if they do active duty. But that also sounds like that they're also helping you out with, like you said, finances and paying for college and, and eliminating that student debt, which is huge. Yes, exactly. We're, we're the slight few that are coming out with without any debt, which is incredible. So do you know where you're going to be stationed already or is it just you have your assignment and you await your orders after that? That is that is the big question right now. Currently, they uh, are holding off on telling us because of everything that's going on um, with our, our current situation in the world. They're not really sure where they're going to need us anymore or if they can even send us depending on travel bans and things like that. So Right now, they're holding off, um, but hopefully we'll find out in the next couple of weeks. All right. Well, it is time to put you in the hot seat here, Morgan. And uh, we've got a couple of quick hitting questions that uh, hopefully you can rattle off some good answers and we'll learn a little bit more about you beyond your ROTC and capital lifestyle. So um, I guess first we'll we'll stick with capital and athletics. What's your favorite capital memory, athletics, ROTC or otherwise? Um, I would say freshman year, there was a huge rainstorm. And if you're from Columbus, you know that the rain here falls way harder than anywhere else. Um, and we went out in front of uh, Schaff, which are the, uh, the uh, dorms, and we started just sliding in the mud. Um, we have videos of it still, but huge puddles, and we just dive like head first all the way through it. It was me, um, my two roommates, and then a couple of our other friends. So that, that's probably one of the, the biggest memories I have here. Who is your favorite athlete or athletic team? Oof. Um, all athletic teams. I follow everyone Cleveland. So Brownies, <laughs> unfortunately. Uh, and then I have Indians and then the Cavs. I follow all three of them. Okay. What's your top bucket list item as it stands right now? Oof. Um, Probably, oof, I don't know. I don't know if I have one. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you got some work to do on that. I then. do. <laughs> All right. Well, first thing that when you get your first adult paycheck, what's that first thing you're going to splurge on? Apple Watch. All right. How about favorite sports movie? Uh, League of Their Own. And do you have a favorite military-themed movie? Uh, probably 13 Hours. That is one that I have not seen yet, so I'm going to have it's, to go check that out. Yeah, it's a good one. We all have a little time now, so let's do it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> top destination that you want to visit? Um, probably Venice. Okay. Do you collect anything? Cards. Trading cards, like sports trading cards? Decks of cards. Uh, when I go to a new location, I, have, I buy a deck of cards. So I have about 
like 12 decks of cards in my desk right now so whenever we play cards i ask my roommates where they want to go and i'll just pull out a new deck of cards <laughs> interesting all right um professor or member of the cat fam that has impacted you the most yeah so i think i'd give a shout out to all of my uh rotc cadre um they they know who they are they've all been a phenomenal impact on me and then i would say my my advisor dr ward hill he's been a very big uh help to me in this process here's a fun one now if you could drive a tank a helicopter or a fighter jet which would you choose and why um probably a tank because it has (laughs) because i would really love to shoot in a tank i think that would be pretty neat (laughs) i've thrown a grenade but i think a tank would be a new level (laughs) oh there you go all right and the best piece of advice you can give someone at capital or someone considering rotc um just to try it out if you're even considering rotc it's not something that you um that you sign up for right away i didn't sign that contract the first day of class um you can have as long as you want in this program you can go through all four years and still not sign a contract if you really wanted to um, so if you're thinking about it at all, just sign up for the class and just try it out for even a semester. Okay. And so Morgan, if they, if someone is out there interested or thinking about joining a program and especially at cap, how would they go about uh, joining or showing interest? Um, I would say just finding someone in the program. Um, so like with me, it was Chevy. Um, but just talking to people, that you're near and making those connections, um, they can really lead you in the right paths here, especially at Capital. Um, you talk to anyone and they're probably involved in something here um, or they know someone that knows someone that <laughs> is involved in something. Um, so I would just say like making connections and making sure that you're, you're talking to the people in your classes and the people that you come across. Well, we hope that more people are interested in the ROTC program at Capital University, and we certainly appreciate all of the insight that you've given us, Morgan, and learning a little bit more about you. We wish it would have ended a little bit differently, but we're so glad yeah, for for the sure. opportunity to, uh, to learn a little bit more about you and spend some time together. Yeah, thank you very much. All right. Well, Morgan, best of luck to you. Please be safe, and uh, you know, good luck to you wherever they station you, and make sure yeah. you keep in touch with us over the course of time. Sounds good. Thank you very much, Ryan. All right. This is Morgan Fatal, senior capital softball player, who is also a member of the ROTC program here at Capital University. And we're about to wrap it up here on Forward Capital Crusaders. Time to call lights out on episode four of Forward Capital Crusaders. We'd like to thank the Capital Army ROTC program for its continued support of Crusader Athletics. And if you're interested in more information on the ROTC, visit www.capital.edu ROTC. In next week's episode, Assistant Sports Information Director Ray Delgado will take the reins, and for good reason. Ray will take a dive into the CAP men's and women's golf programs with head coach Andy Garcia and also interview senior golfer Chris dearth in our senior spotlight ray and i will then talk about what it takes to launch a new website and touch on capital's new partnership with sidearm sports which will yield you a new capital crusaders website due to launch on april 29th before we head out we ask that you please subscribe to the podcast and leave a rating if you like the show you can find us on spotify google podcast and now apple podcast until next time cat fam let's keep moving forward i'm ryan gasser and thanks for tuning in to forward capital crusaders